that's the best thing that LeBron has done mm. for his career is that he has developed himself, invested in his skill set, invested mm -hmm. in his brand, where he can essentially take himself wherever he needs to go, whenever it's no longer serving him. So when he was with wow. the uh, Cavaliers, right? When he was with the Cavaliers and they were not investing money in creating a team that would help him win a championship, he said, all right, bet, I'm leaving, I'm out, right? And so mm -hmm. they were like, oh, he, he, he was serious. So what did they do? They built a team for him to win a championship. So he was able to go back. So that's what mm -hmm. I say, whatever industry you're in, especially in your career, this is really for career people, that if it's not serving you, you need to have a personal brand that's so strong that you can pick yourself up and leave whenever you need to. And yes, Kobe, a phenomenal player, phenomenal player. But I do, I did hear him say once that he wished that he had been able to leave, you know, the team when it was no longer serving him. So maybe that he could have gotten that sixth ring. That, that <laughs> is, that's crazy. I'm gonna let that shade go. But <laughs> I'm trying to give me a bag. 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 What's up? What's up? You are now listening to FY Fly the podcast, and I'm your host, Hassan Thomas, along with Remy. And we are here to share tools on how millennials can budget, save, invest, and understand student debt and credit to achieve financial freedom. If you're a high school student, college student, or someone who's interested in gaining more financial insight, this podcast is for you. What's up, what's up, my FY Fly folks out there? How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing all right. Welcome to the FY Fly podcast. My name is Hassan Thomas, a.k.a. the kid that did and the man that can, baby. And today, we're going to be chopping up with speaker, social media strategist, and LinkedIn savant. Miss Portia O'B, how are you? How are you? <laughs> that's your that's your morning affirmations. Of course, of course. That's what that's what we do here on FY Fly. We like to turn you up. We also like to get straight. We also like to skip the fluff and get right into the good stuff. How that sound to you? Yes, I love to give unsolicited advice. So this is a perfect platform. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Let's get right into it. So you said, you know, I saw on your social media that you were a social media strategist before a snap was chatted, before Instagram had stories and before ticks were even talked. So what made you want to become a social media strategist before the massive wave of TikTok, Snap and all of those other platforms? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. So I, my first job out of college, I just needed a job. I graduated during the recession, which my mind just like, it's like a great example of staying focused on what you need to stay focused on because my mind just didn't comprehend that it was a recession. It was like hard to get jobs. So my first job out of college was terrible. It was awful. So I left uh, that job without a job in the middle of a recession. Who was it? If your mom Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was a business analyst for a large retailer. A terrible, terrible fit really? for my skill set. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. It was terrible. So it was what time was to leave. So I Oh, it was terrible because I am a very creative, free person. And the business analyst role was like very numbers heavy. Like the mm. company culture wasn't for me either. It was not alignment of the company culture, of my skill set, and then I didn't really like the city. So it was time to leave. It was all it was just all bad. <laughs> yeah. It was time to go. And so I left uh -huh. uh, the job without a job in the middle of a recession. Mm -hmm. and, and so I was looking for new roles 
But because I couldn't stand my first job so much, I started doing freelance blogging. And so to promote my blog, I learned how to use social media. So I learned how to use Twitter, which is now X, whatever, whatever it's called today. So I learned how to use, (laughs) I learned how to use Twitter and then I learned how to use Facebook to promote my work. So I just leveraged that to get my first real job in social media, which was for Mm -hmm. a small nonprofit. And they didn't know what they were doing. So I just did whatever I want. So I worked on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. And that's really how I got started. I kind of fell into the job and then I've just been working in social ever since then. So something that you, you, it sounds like you did, like you mentioned, you use the skills that you've built and leverage them to start getting clients for your business and, and things of that nature. So kind of double down on that for all of the young folks. Listen, we got a pretty young audience. Talk about how important that is, those skills that you already have that may come a little bit natural using those to start your own business, having those skills on your resume for others. Kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah. One of my favorite things when I am presenting to the kids, as I like to call them, is to Mm -hmm. really focus on explaining to them that everything is experience. So the work that you're doing on your on campus or like in your, if you're in high school, any of those clubs that you're in, any of the organizations you're in, even if you, so when I was in high school, I used to be a waitress, like that's customer service, that's communication, yeah. you know, all of those skills you can leverage these days. So don't dismiss anything that you've done. It's as long as you can speak to it well and communicate the value that you gave when you were in this specific organization, whether it's, you know, like I said, a club at school or it's a part-time job in retail at a restaurant, whatever it may be, you can always speak really well to how you leverage those skills and then how you can use them to enhance or help a company that you're going into, whoever you're interviewing. A hundred percent. I have a, a, a practical example about that. So I mm. actually interview the CEO and the VP of the largest financial wellness company for college students. I interviewed them on my podcast. By the end of the interview, they were like, Hassan, we, we need you, man. You know, we're about to jump into this NIL space. And I know you're familiar with mm-hmm. NIL because we were talking about the student athletes. Mm-hmm. For anybody not familiar, NIL is name, image, and likeness, how college students, college athletes are able to be paid now. So my mm-hmm. boss, who's now my boss, he was like, Hassan, we're about to jump into this new space. We're looking for somebody who's graduated college, but not too far removed. We're looking for somebody who was a previous student athlete and also somebody who's passionate about financial literacy. I looked around. I'm like, are y'all talking about me? <laughs> so literally, that was the you know transition, the, the, the runway for me to get my new full-time job. So my my profession, my my personal brand that I built over these last three years has led from those skills, the interviewing, the the communication, as you mentioned, has led to my now professional job, which supports and is giving my my personal business a thumbs up because without my personal experience, I wouldn't have been able to get that professional opportunity. So that's a, a, a perfect example for it. Oh my goodness, we'd love to see it. But also, I think the greatest thing of this story is that it's something you're passionate about, right? So you're mm-hmm. so passionate about this and you've educated yourself so much that you've gotten to the point where you can educate other people. And it's like it's like perfectly aligned when like God matches up all the things you've done and you're like, oh, so that's why I had to do all those things to get yeah. to this point. <laughs> so I love that. So that's like the perfect role for you. Yes, yes. It's, it's nothing but God, truly. And I feel like one of the, the things that I've used 
mainly, and, and I'm, I'm a huge advocate, as I know you are, and that's why we're about to get into it, is LinkedIn. I've used LinkedIn to connect and just the fact that we literally have the CEO of, of Coke, the, the chief marketing officer of Coke at a, a connecting distance just from our phones, that's never been able, like we've never been able to do right. that. So kind of elaborate, you know, on the, on the power speaking in like the business and, and, and professional terms, what makes LinkedIn more powerful than other platforms out there? Yeah, I mean, there's just so many things that are great about LinkedIn, and it has changed a lot since the pandemic. I know when I, I wish I had a tool like that when I was interviewing in college, because like you said, you have direct contact with the CMO of you know Coca-Cola, whereas back in my day, I used to have to be like, all right, who is the person who works at this place? What is their name? What might their email address be? Can I Google mm-hmm. and look it up? These days, you can just connect with the person directly. And the reason why it's such a powerful tool is for your career side. As we just mentioned, you can connect with people who may be hiring or may not even be hiring, but you have seen a problem that they have in their in their industry or in their company. And you can reach mm-hmm. out to them and just be like, oh, you know, have you thought about this to solve one of your problems? And people love to have their problems solved. They pay you yes. to help them solve their problems. So on That's the career side, right it's there. very... <laughs> Yes. So on the career side, uh, it's very good for you to connect with people that way. And then on the business side, it's a great way for you to connect with, like you mentioned. So if you have a podcast, you can connect with people who you potentially would want to interview, or it's a great way to generate leads for your business as well. And a lot of decision makers are on LinkedIn. I think that's Mm -hmm. really the big difference between LinkedIn and Instagram and TikTok is that a lot of decision makers who take their jobs very seriously are on LinkedIn and they're looking essentially they are looking to connect with people and either get their problem solved or maybe help people. So that's probably the biggest difference. And would you agree with the term LinkedIn is a business Facebook? Would you agree with that? Or You know, the thing is, I, so I, it's probably <laughs> turned into a business Facebook where when I first started using it, people weren't really sharing a lot about their personal lives a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so now it is a little Facebook-ish, which I don't really like a lot of that. But I think now with the way people like, I mean, you know, you talked about personal branding. With personal branding, it's like people are kind of merging a little bit of their personal lives into what they are as an expert in their industry. And that content is always going to perform well on LinkedIn. So people, when they see it performing well, they're going to double down on, on producing that type of content. So mm-hmm. it, right now it is giving face. And I, I agree with you 100 percent. And like you said, you know, 2020, 2019, it was just strictly business, strictly business. Yeah. Like your profile, you better be suited and booted with that tie up there. Like that was, you know, 2019, 2020. But I, I definitely have seen the shift into yeah. but I understand it because people want to know that your business like your business oriented. But they also want to know you're a human behind all of those business qualities. So I definitely do understand it. (laughs) Yeah, that's I mean, that's the thing is people are always going to buy from people. So that's I can see why, you know, another reason why it's really shifted as well. And like, what would you say are like some some tips to having that LinkedIn profile, you know, attract the job recruiters, the business connections Mm -hmm. and just the people that you want to be 
linked in with like what are some tips to to having that profile looking good yeah a lot of easy things that you can do is i'll just start from the bottom the top and go down on your profile is you can have a branded cover photo so you can go on canva which is one of my favorite tools ever and they have a lot of linkedin background photo templates that you can use so just go on canva use one of those templates you can start with your cover photo and then you want to have a profile photo where you're open and inviting because it's basically your digital handshake. You want people Mm -hmm. to be able to see you. And also you want to make sure that your photo is visible to everybody on the platform. Some people in their privacy settings have their photo only visible to those who they're connected with, but you want to make sure it's Mm -hmm. visible to everybody uh, because it's going to increase your connection, uh, people actually accepting your connection requests. And then for your headline, you want to put in keywords from your industry. Stay away from phrases like, seeking new opportunities, aspiring, Mm. looking for, because you only get a finite uh, amount of characters in your LinkedIn headline. And you want to use those characters for keywords because that's going to help your profile show up higher in the search results. Uh And then for your about section, you want to tell a clear career narrative and focus on the accomplishments. Focus on the things that you're doing, the problems that you're solving. And then for your experience section as well, focus on those key accomplishments and get some numbers or some metrics in there. A lot of people will be like, oh, well, you know, I don't have any metrics in my job. You do. You're going to find mm-hmm. these metrics, right? You're going to find a way. Every There's a way to measure everything. You've either For made sure. the company more money, saved them money, saved them time, improved processes. There's a lot of information. So step away from listing responsibilities and focus on your accomplishments and those results that you deliver. So those are just some a couple things for the profile. Gems, gems on gems. Now you got my brain racking. So one, I, I I completely love how you said focus on the accomplishments, focus on the the results, what you've actually done for that company. And trust me, it is definitely a way to track those because your managers, your your your, your executive teams, they're tracking it. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> if they if, if you weren't if you weren't saving the money, if you weren't bringing in money, you wouldn't be there. That's the part that I'm like, y'all, you're obviously making an impact, right? Yeah, 100%. Yes. And to double back what you mentioned about not having the seeking, the uh, uh, aspiring to be, what's, what are some of the <laughs> words that we should use instead? Like, so say if we, if we want to be a you know, uh, a doctor's assistant or something of that nature. What, what, what should we use instead if we're not already that title that we want to be? Yeah. So just use the words in the industry. So for example, doctor, that's, I don't know those words well in the medical field, but I would say, so I can use, I can use, I can use social media or like marketing, for example, say you are in school and you're studying marketing. You, you are studying the skill set that you're going to use in your career going forward. So you could say something like brand strategist, brand marketing. You can say mm-hmm. things like paid social media or digital marketing, things like that. Use those keywords from the industry. And there's, there's, there's this trick that I teach people to do in my webinars, but there's a way that you can find out which keywords you can include in your LinkedIn profile by using, it's very hard to explain verbally without having the visuals of it, but you can use mm-hmm. a feature on LinkedIn uh, where you can pretend like you're creating a resume and then LinkedIn will find the job posts that are aligned with 
the, the job description that you're looking for. But anyways, it's hard to explain, mm. but there's a way that you can find those keywords to make sure that you're using. But if you're not able to do that, then just go to the job descriptions that you're interested in and look at the words that they are using in those job descriptions and put them in your headline because you're studying the information, therefore it's good enough. If you have 100% of those qualifications in the job, you're overqualified. If you got about 50%, it's great. Go for the job mm. and apply for it. Include all those in, those words in your LinkedIn profile. I love that. I love that. Given given a lot of games. Now I want to kind of dip into a scenario of a high school student, a college or a high school graduate, a college graduate who wants to use LinkedIn to get their dream job. Kind of mm -hmm. break down how they would go about doing that. So if you're going after your dream job, go to the company, uh, uh, the company page of whichever company that you want to work at. And then go to the people tab. And from that people tab, look up whichever department you're interested in. So if you want to go into the finance department, search the word finance or financial, see the people who come up and then see the person who is like the either the coordinator or the specialist, somebody who's more entry level, because that's a similar role that you're going to be doing. Send that mm -hmm. person a connection request and make your message to them very short and sweet to say hello. I'm a recent graduate. I'm interested in the financial industry. Do you have 15 minutes to chat next week so I can learn more about you? So make it all about the person. Say, I don't want to learn about you. I, you're amazing, whatever it may be, because people love to talk about themselves. And I'm pretty sure that's... they'll give you way more than 15 minutes of their time. So that's, that's, that's what I would say. That's a starter to start from mm -hmm. there. And then also, I would recommend keeping some type of tracker of the people you've sent connection requests to, because there are some people who are not very active on LinkedIn. So if you don't hear from them, that's okay. Move on to the next person. There's a billion people on LinkedIn. You can find yep. somebody to talk to. So that's a little starter right there. So I oh, so <laughs> that that's the confirmation for why I always tell people. Well, I, I spoke at Florida Memorial about a month ago, Florida Memorial University, and I told them, as I was telling you, I'm a huge proponent of LinkedIn, especially for my young folks. And I told them they have to get on there and. What they can do is for those people that they're reaching out to that they may not be getting a response from because they're hitting them up and being like, hey, can I pick your brain for? <laughs> so I'm yeah. telling them. So the, the confirmation piece is people love to talk about themselves. So I told them start a podcast in their specific lane that they want to do, that they want to become an expert in and interview people because now it's a value exchange. It's not you off um, trying to pick their brain or, or do something of that nature because that's going to get your message read <laughs> and not replied to. Huh. So that's the confirmation that I, that I needed to hear was people love to talk about themselves and you asking them, hey, let me learn about you. Let me interview you. Let me talk to you. That's going to lead to everything else that you want. So that's huge, huge, yes, huge, huge. No, that's a Great. I love that idea of, of telling them to start a podcast because it is a value add on both sides, especially if somebody is in their company, especially if they're at like a director level or above. Companies are always looking for ways to promote their employees. So that's a great mm -hmm. I mean, that's a great tip as, as well. And yeah, if you if you ever say pick my brain to me, oh, <laughs> what? I get so mad. This brain that's been working for what, 15 years? That has invested? No, no, no. So let's get some practical game on that. Why should should we not hit people? Why should we not hit up successful people and ask them to pick their brains? Why should we not do that? 
Yeah, because it, it may seem to you like something so casual, but like like I mentioned, these are people who have invested the time, the money, the resources into developing this brain. So this brain is not like it doesn't come for free. You know what I mean? Like all of these things that I've learned, you can't just pick my brain and just come up with these like just like, OK, I'll take these ideas and run with it. It's, it takes a little bit more than that. So that's why I know a lot of people, man, some people are out here charging, like, as you would, as you know, charging like $500 for 10 minutes with them because they've invested mm-hmm. so much in their craft and their industry and they're so good at it. And that, that time with them is so valuable. So don't, yeah. don't ever include, don't say the words, pick your brain, start a podcast instead. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm glad we get in all this practical game because I'm huge on that. The information is cool. But if people can or when people leave this podcast and they got actual gems and things that they ooh, let me go ahead and embrace the the drafted message I had to the CEO of this company that literally starts off with, hey, yes, yes, you are dropping gems. This is going to help a lot of people. And I can already tell one of the many things that we're aligned on is the skill building, the self-development, because I even saw a quote that you tell people to become the LeBron James of your industry. Now me, I'm I'm more of a Kobe guy. So literally, like literally in my bio, on my Instagram bio, it says the Kobe Bryant of financial literacy. Okay. So yeah, I saw that. Yeah. the fact that we're so aligned in, in this point. So I want to, I'll give you my opinion after, but I want to hear yours first. What does it yeah. mean to become the LeBron James, the Serena Williams of your industry? What is it? What does that mean? Yeah. So the okay, I'm not even a huge LeBron fan. <laughs> I just <laughs> like I like what he's done with his career. The reason yeah. why I pushed back in terms of Kobe not being the best example is because Kobe himself, I remember he said that he wished he had done a little bit more of what the younger players were doing in terms of leaving teams when it was like no longer effective for them. So that's the best thing that LeBron has done mm. for his career is that he has developed himself, invested in his skill set invested mm-hmm. in his brand where he can essentially take himself wherever he needs to go whenever it's no longer serving him. So when he was with wow. the uh, Cavaliers, right? When he was with the Cavaliers and they were not investing money in creating a team that would help him win a championship, he said, "All right, bet. I'm leaving. I'm out," right? And so mm-hmm. they were like, "Oh, he, he he was serious." So what did they do? They built a team for him to win a championship so he was able to go back. So that's what mm-hmm. I say whatever industry you're in, especially in your career, this is really for career people, that if it's not serving you, you need to have a personal brand that's so strong that you can pick yourself up and leave whenever you need to. And yes, Kobe, phenomenal player, phenomenal player. But I do, I did hear him say once that he wished that he had been able to leave, you know, the team when it was no longer serving him. So maybe he got that sixth ring. (laughs) That is, that's crazy. I'm gonna let that shade go. But honestly, I honestly was not expecting your reasoning behind that. I thought you were mm-hmm. just, you know, a LeBron fan. But the fact that now that you pointed it out, like you said, LeBron built up that value within himself. He he mm-hmm. understood his value, took mm-hmm. it somewhere else. I'm now taking my talents. This is not the NBA. This is LeBron James. I'm taking my talents somewhere else. Had a whole big announcement behind the whole big party and took his talent somewhere else. So I think the the lesson everybody can take away from that is use your current location to build up your talent, build up your value, 
And then if that location is not serving you anymore, go take it somewhere else where you're appreciated and not tolerated. <laughs> exactly. That is exactly it. Exactly. You got to go where you're appreciated. Peace out. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm done. A lot of people, I, I understand the fears of like leaving your job, but the yeah. jobs don't exist without the people. What What is a company without the people? So if it's not serving you, find a new job. There's plenty of jobs. Yes, the job market has changed. It's a little bit different. You may have to, mm-hmm. you know, do a little bit more networking on LinkedIn, maybe a little more networking in person, but whatever, you can find a job. There's so many ways to make money. Take your yeah. talents where you are appreciated, not tolerated. I like Come that. on. Come on. Hey, we on <laughs> one today. I love it. I love it. So yes. we can't have you on FYI Fly and not ask you a famous final question. I'm going to say two quotes, and I need you to let me know which one is more accurate in your opinion, all right? Mm-hmm. All right. So the first one is more money, more problems. Shout out to Biggie. And the second one is money can't buy happiness. Which one do you agree with most? Yeah. So I saw your, I think it was your TikTok, or maybe your TikTok where you were asking people this question at the financial conference. And I agreed mm. with uh, what everybody said is that money cannot buy happiness. That's, okay. that's the one that I agree with the most, especially because my parents are from a country in West Africa called Ghana and where a lot of people don't have a lot of things, but these are the happiest people ever. Really? I mean, there's so much joy and happiness. It's a, it's a very much a community related type of country where, you know, you're hanging out with your family, with your friends, there's good food, Mm -hmm. there's usually music. And so that happiness comes from within, it comes from inside. And also it may not necessarily be happiness because that can be like a a volatile thing, but if you can really cultivate joy in your life and cultivate those great moments, yeah, where you're doing things where you really love, things that you're really passionate about, spending time with people who you really love, that's really the great things. That's the great things in life because there's a lot of very mm-hmm. rich people who are very depressed and we suffer from their very depressiveness because they do crazy things in the mm-hmm. world. So that's a great example of how money does not buy happiness at all. Miss Porsche, you killed it today. <laughs> so I got to give you some, some claps for this. I just want to say for joining the show. And if you have any final words, any final takeaways, please go ahead and Also, let them know where to reach you, where they can contact you. Yeah, thank you so much. So, of course, you can hit me up on LinkedIn. Please connect with me. Don't follow me. There's different options where you can connect with somebody, you can follow somebody, but make sure you connect with me so that if you have any questions, you can send me messages. You can also send me an email at hello at PortiaObing.com. And I know that when it comes to LinkedIn and just like your career in general, it's kind of daunting to put yourself out there. It can be a little bit overwhelming, but if you don't do it for yourself, do it for the people who are coming after you. So like me as a black woman, there's things that I don't want to do, but I know that if I do it, it may make it a little bit easier for the person coming behind me. And that mm-hmm. is all that I have. Ooh, I can't wait to drop this episode, y'all. <laughs> this was amazing. I know we talked about a lot here today, but I promise you, if you can take a few of these gems that Porsche dropped today and start to implement them today, over time, those small habits will turn into large results over time. So again. Thank you so much. And for all our listeners, stay safe, stay invested, and stay FYI fly. We'll see y'all next week.
Thank you all for listening to FY Fly, the podcast, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next week for more financial literacy insights with our special guests. Please visit our website, social media platforms, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at FYI Fly Podcast. That's FYI, F-L-I Podcast. See y'all next week and stay fly.